0: We have round two game one miami and new york uh this one should be a defensive battle and then the, the game that i'm the most excited for obviously game seven round one golden state and sacramento uh early basketball games on sunday noon and 2 30 so remember early start tomorrow welcome guys my name is dk we'll be breaking down the two game dfs slate in this video i also uh make content for prize picks if you guys are not familiar with prize picks they are the sponsor of the video um, it is a player prop site. They have basically every single sport you can think of. Uh, you can mix and match sports. How it works is you build out slips with player props, like two players, three players, four players, five players, six players. If you go six players and at all six, you can win up to 25 x your money. Well, you can kind of mess with it, a lot of different payout structures with, with the, the amount of slips that you're doing. But if you're interested, you can give it a try. Use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. I'll be linked down below. I'll try to get a video up for price picks as well after this. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, quickly recapping tonight, so, um, I'm, sup- I'm honestly shocked that this lineup is currently cashing right now, um, so I could have had Bruce Brown over Biembo, uh, but I, I decided to leave a bit of salary on the table, I think I could have had, yeah, I could have upgraded someone there, but I was like, you know what, I'm gonna play for eight in foul trouble, and just roll the dice on un- 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 unown unowned well, uh, clearly that did not work, because Biembo has, oh yeah, negative .5 and half, like, botched a wide-open dunk, too, I was like, all right, well. Uh, I would be shocked if this lineup still cashes, but um, yeah, I was, the, the, the players I was building around was Jamal Murray, Okic, and KD, so that obviously worked out, um, so we'll see, I mean, maybe if Aiden does pick up two quick ones in the second half, that they could get some extended BMBO run, um, but yeah, that's a recap there of the showdown, and um, all right, let's get into that, so like I said, two very different type of games here, you got Miami-New York 207.5 over under, and Golden State-Sacramento 229 over under. We'll start on the Miami side and this Miami rotations is really interesting of late um we've seen extended minutes for Vincent extended minutes for love um I think it can kind of fluctuate with the group of like love and Vincent and Strews and Martin and Lowry and Duncan Robinson so basically outside of Jimmy and Bam I'm not super confident in anyone's minutes so it'll be interesting to see what the ownership comes in on these Miami guys like for example is everyone just gonna slam slam game Vincent because he played 41 minutes last game and no one's gonna play Kyle Lowry? But well, we've also seen some pretty big Kyle Lowry games. Uh, you saw the one huge game from him. So like that would be one where like, all right, if like Vincent's like 5x the ownership of Lowry, like, maybe I roll the dice in Lowry. Or, you know, like so a lot of it for me, it's gonna come down to ownership with these secondary players from Miami. So I think the minutes could really fluctuate here. Um, but the top two guys, Jimmy and Bam, I mean just an insane run for Jimmy Butler. I am shocked still that Miami won that series. Absolutely shocked. He's been playing out of his mind. I'm also really curious what his ownership is going to be. Almost 10K. It's an awful matchup, but I mean, he has been playing so incredibly well that he is firmly in play at the top there. Bam on a buyout 7-4. If he stays out of fall trouble, I think he's going to play high 30s minutes. Um, I actually think it's easier to get to Bam than it is Jimmy, but clearly the ceiling is higher on Jimmy. Now, this is where it gets tricky for me with these secondary players. But Kevin Love, he's complete dust on the defensive end, but he's a good point-per-minute guy, and he surprisingly played 32 minutes last game. Um, So if you told me for sure that Kevin Love was going to play 30 minutes again, I'm locking and loading him in every lineup. You know, I'm just jamming Kevin Love. We've also seen him get played off the court multiple games in the playoffs where they really limit his minutes. So, like, I really don't know what to do with Kevin Love here. It'll be interesting to see what his ownership is. If he's going to be relatively low-owned, I'm more inclined to play him. If he's going to be very popular and the field's going to be super confident in his minutes, then I'm more willing to fade. But it's going to be the story with a lot of these Miami guys. Like, Gabe Vincent, like, yeah, I am more confident in his minutes right now than Kyle Lowry, but we've seen Gabe Vincent play 18 minutes so far in that game last series. Um, so, I think he's probably the value play I feel the best spot for Miami. Uh, He does have the nice eligibility as well. Um, I do think he'll go a little bit over-owned, though. But, yeah, I think Vincent is the guy I feel the best about. Of course, Max Struess. I play him at low ownership, negative one. Next game, 38 minutes, 23 fancy points. It's just like there's no one that runs worse. Everyone that watches his videos now knows that. No one runs worse than me. Um, But, yeah, with Max Struess, again, his minutes can clearly fluctuate. I think most of the time he's going to play over 30 minutes. But if he's struggling, they will bench him. If he's making his shots, though, this guy does have a ceiling. So, he intrigues me for GPPs. Martin, again, I was a little bit surprised. on only 21 minutes last game, but we've also seen games where Caleb Martin's played, you know, 30-ish minutes. So, I think he's an interesting, you know, contrarian value play. Lowry, I think he'll be a lot lower owned than Vincent. I think he's a fine pivot off Vincent. Again, I'm more confident in the minutes for Vincent. But that doesn't mean that Lowry can't outscore Gabe Vincent. So, I think he'll be relatively low. And I like him for tournaments. Duncan Robinson. Not completely out of play. We've seen some games where Duncan's played 25 to 30 minutes. If Struce is struggling, um, they can go to Duncan Robinson. So Miami is really a lot of these guys. What I'm what I'm gonna do with these secondary plays is gonna come down to ownership. If you my guess right now, what's gonna happen with ownership is you're gonna see massive chalk to love and massive chalk to Gabe Vincent and low low ownership to guys like Martin, Lowry, Robinson, probably relatively low ownership to Struce. Um, and again. I'm more inclined to play chalk Gabe Vincent than chalk Kevin Love. If Kevin Love is Chalk tomorrow, I think I'll just fade. Because even though he's a good point-per-minute guy, I really have no confidence in the minutes. I think they can go a lot. Of, like If Julius Randle is out there, like Julius Randle will cook Kevin Love. Um, so that's my take on Miami. Um, if, if, you do, if he has some foul trouble, maybe he's a little bit like Cody Zeller, but um, nothing that I'm really confident in. For the Knicks, we'll get two question marks here, which is going to really determine what I want to do with the Knicks. Grimes and Randall. If they are both out, well, number one, if Grimes is out, it's Barrett and Hart that benefit. Those guys should see really solidified minutes. And then if Randall's out, you should get more usage for Brunson. Mitchell Robinson looks better um, with Randall off the court. And then Obi Toppin most likely would start and would be a solid value. So... Really, uh, we will get this before lock, right, with both Randall and Grimes. So that is super, super important. Brunson, either way, I think is a solid play. But if there's no Randall, I like him a little bit more. I expect close to 40 minutes for, for Brunson. Randall, if he does play, I, I feel like it's a little bit too cheap. It's obviously not the best matchup, but sub 7K Randall does look appealing. Barrett and Hart, if Randall and Grimes are both in, they're more, more secondary plays to me. If they're both out, I really like both. I mean, you saw 47 minutes for Josh Hart last game. Um, So those two would really benefit if Grimes is out and would look uh, a little bit better too if Julius Randle's out, more usage. Robinson had a massive game last game, an absolutely massive game, 36 minutes as well. If there's no Randle, he does look better. Now, I think last game was clearly an outlier performance. And we we also have seen games in the playoffs where the Knicks have closed with Hartenstein. You know, we've seen a couple games where the Knicks went to Hartenstein over Robinson. So um, while I think Robinson's minutes are more secure and has the higher ceiling, I think Hartenstein is still an interesting pivot off of him at probably really low ownership. Obi Toppin, I would only play him if he starts if Randall's out. If Randall's in, I'm not going 4-5, Toppin. Quickly a 4-3, depends on the injury news. If both Randall and um, Rhymes are in, I probably can't do quickly. And that's it for the Knicks. All right, Golden State and Sacramento. So for Golden State, I don't really expect much to change here. Maybe you see slightly reduced minutes for Poole. Maybe you do see Draymond in the starting lineup. But um, yeah, top end guys. I mean, Steph Curry, I expect him to play huge minutes here. Probably 40 plus would be my guess. Game 7, I just think everyone gets extended a bit more. So Steph looks great at the top. I think Wiggins Looks like a very safe play. The guy that can stuff the staff sheet should play close to 40 minutes. Clay Thompson didn't have the best game last game. It's funny. Everyone went to Clay Thompson because of game six clay narrative. Like narrative, you should never put any emphasis into narratives. Never. Like ask did that doesn't like people asking about, oh, what do you think about game six clay? I was like, it doesn't affect me at all. Like, I'm not going to change for what I want to do with Clay Thompson because of the uh, game six Clay. So, a lot of people that I saw so much on gambling Twitter, game six Clay, we're taking his overs. It's like, that's a fish move. If, if that is the reason you're taking his overs, you're a fish. Um, but yeah, Clay Thompson, reasonable. I mean, he has a little lower floor than a guy like Wiggins, but if he's knocking out of shots, does have a ceiling. I think he'll be relatively low owned. Draymond Green, I like him better if he starts. Um, he's a guy that can stuff a stat sheet. And uh, the only issue with him is he is foul prone, but still a pretty solid play. Looney saw slightly reduced spins last game, but that was because Sabonis got in massive foul trouble and they were playing from behind. If this game is close and Sabonis is out there, you should see Looney playing 30 plus minutes. Uh, however, the price point did jump to 6.5, where he's no longer like a smash play, but I still think he's solid. Poole, I think the only way I would play him is if he starts, and I'm not sure if he starts after that performance. They might go back to Draymond. So if Poole comes off the bench, it's really just a contrarian play. And then you have this group of, like, DiVincenzo, Peyton, Moody. I think we'll see minutes. Um, You know, DiVincenzo probably gets the most ownership, but Peyton and Moody are reasonable large field tournament plays. And finally, the Sacramento Kings. So this is where we have the most to talk about, and it is so typical, right? If we've never, ever seen, the, the you know, of the wings, we've never seen it be Harrison Barnes that gets benched, right? I finally, finally play Harrison Barnes the first time all year, and what do you know? He's the one that gets benched. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's really, truly unbelievable. You can write a novel about it. How bad I run. It's incredible how bad I run. Also, Keegan Murray was, was way over-owned last slate. Plays 45 minutes. It's just like... You actually just have to laugh at those things, right? Otherwise, it's going to drive you insane. But the Kings switched up the rotation the most. Again, number one, you saw Murray play almost the entire game. You saw Monk play a bit more. And you saw Trey Lyles play the backup five, no Alex Lynn. And you saw Terrence Davis enter the rotation. There's a lot that changed for the Kings. And I think since it worked, they're going to go right back to that. So that being said... Top end guys, once again, I'm extremely high on Fox. I would say he's probably my favorite of the spend-ups on the slate. I really like him. My boy Sabonis has struggled. It's, it is what it is. He has not looked good in the series. Draymond and Looney have been really playing him well defensively. Right now, he's more of your contrarian play. I like him as a low own play, but if you're going to make me pick between Fox and Sabonis, I'm going to go Fox every day of the week right now. I'm really high on Malik Monk, too. I think he's going to be a popular play, especially after what you saw last game, but he's basically the secondary playmaker right now behind... Um, <laughs> here in Fox, sorry. That ah, came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I think Monk will be very popular. I like him. Probably will be a bit over round. Now, Keegan Murray has played really well. I mean, 45 minutes is just out of this world. 45 minutes for Keegan Murray. I mean, it looks like his minutes are a bit more secure, but I just, I just will mention it. The first two games of the series, he played 16 minutes. Just going to mention, I'm not saying that's likely, but especially after you saw 45 minutes. But if he really, really struggles, like the Kings will go the hot hand. You saw it. Like Barnes has never gotten benched. The first time I ever play Harrison Barnes, and he's the one that gets benched. It's just absolutely insane. Um, Kevin Herter couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, and they went back to him. I was just like, are you serious right now? Um, So yeah, the group of Murray, Herter, Barnes, all in play. I think Murray will by far be the most popular play, especially after last game. But I still think the Kings will ride the hot hand with those wings. Davion Mitchell saw his minutes went way down, only played 11 minutes last game. They went to Terrence Davis. And Terrence Davis is actually a good point-per-minute guy and was like, kind of pesky defensively. He's got the nice eligibility. I still think he's a, like. i I'm pretty sure he's going to play. I would say there's a small chance of DNPs, but I'm pretty sure, especially at the one last game, he will be in the rotation. And if you told me for sure that Terrence Davis plays 19 minutes again, I'm locking the loading Terrence Davis. So... Um, He's a really interesting value play to me, as is Trey Lyles, who got the backup five run. When he plays the five as opposed to the four, just a pretty significant boost. I would be shocked if you see Alex Len, uh, play tomorrow. So um, I like Lyles. You did see 27 minutes last game, which is not going to happen because Sabonis got massive foul trouble. But I still think Lyles probably plays, I don't know, 15-ish minutes. Like, he, he could play a little bit alongside Sabonis. They, they have done that, so... Um, Lyle's also interesting for value. Um, so I would say, to be honest, probably the Kings are my favorite team to target on this two-game slate. I do think they'll probably get the most ownership, though. Okay, so that's going to do it for the two-game slate. Um, I'm going to go watch the second half of the Suns-Nuggets game. Um, as always, if you guys do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Keep it out. The prize picks video, I'll, I'll up in a couple hours. And, uh, yeah, remember, early games tomorrow. So, um, good luck, and we'll see you all in the next video.